What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dis and Dat podcast. I'm Kevin. And it's Maverick over here. All right, folks. It's been a while, and we're back. I mean, we were. I guess we were on summer vacation, kind of. You could say that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, last time we, were, we recorded was like the end of July, beginning of August. Now it's coming on to the middle of September. Um, you had a birthday. I had a birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to catch up on... Um, a movie because the last time we recorded, we talked about that we were gonna go see Fast Nine. What did you think of Fast Nine? Uh, I mean, it was entertaining. Uh, I wouldn't watch it again, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a cool summer movie. Uh, yeah, it was entertaining. I would watch it again just because I'm a big fan of the Fast Furious movies. Um, I liked it. I mean, of course, there's all these this hokey corny stuff in there. I mean, everybody's seen the memes about. Family, family. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. But I mean, it's cool. It was whatever. I mean, good. Like you said, good summer movie, popcorn movie. I mean, it is what it is. You don't go. You don't have to go in there thinking or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, so. it's it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. not one of those movies. So we also did see um, what you call it there, Black Widow, and we saw was it Shang Chi. We didn't watch them to, uh, these two together, but we saw them separately. Yeah, but we did enjoy them. Very much so enjoyed them, yeah. Both both Marvel movies. And also, we forgot about um, a movie we did watch together. Um, oh, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Well, yeah, we did watch Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, Squad. together. Way uh, better than the first one. Yes, way better. The two Marvel movies, Shang-Chi and um, Black Widow, they were entertaining. They followed the Marvel formula. Yeah. So you know what you're going to get with those. You're going to get a little bit of uh, uh, comedy, mm-hmm. some action, some drama. Yeah. You know, so... It is what those are. What it is what they are, or they are what they are. Mm-hmm. And Suicide Squad, like he said, was way better than I thought. Yeah, it's directed by James Gunn, who did Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I thought it from the first trailer. I thought it was gonna look like it was gonna be another Guardians of the Galaxy. There's nothing wrong with that. Cause yeah, that's but a great movie. I don't know. I beg to differ on those. But um, hmm. this one was surprisingly good. I mean, it's not great, but. It was good. Like it was a good summer movie. Um, I watched it twice. Like we watched it once with you, and mm-hmm. then I rewatched it again. Mm. And um, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was cool for what it is. So, um, looking forward to the Batman. Um, what else? Batman. Flash movie. Are they got a Flash movie coming out? Yeah, Shazam two also. So. Oh yeah, Shazam two. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, the first one was good. First one was good. So. Yeah. Looking forward to those two also. Oh, speaking of um, comic book movies and stuff, Marvel, um, mm. they're coming out with a She-Hulk yes, um, series that. that's going to tie in some way to Shang-Chi. Okay. That so, makes sense. Abomination know. wasn't um, yes. Shang-Chi. I didn't recognize it was Abomination until... Um, really? Until after I watched some YouTube videos that broke mm. down different Easter eggs and so forth, didn't it? But... I'm glad, you know, but I did recognize the Mandarin in there. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. Like, what the hell? Sir Ben Kingsley. Yes. It's it's funny, see, like, ben, Sir Ben Kingsley, he's a like a great, accomplished actor. Like, Oscar. Ac- yeah, Oscar nominated, Oscar winner. He start, he, he was the, he played Gandhi in the Gandhi movie. Yeah. You know, and just to see him play this type of character in, um, in uh, Shang-Chi, kind of like, Really? Hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious, but it's also like, is this kind of beneath you, or I don't know. No, man, but not I, even. I guess he doesn't have an ego, so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter, so it's like, whatever. 
Um, what else is going on? Well, you talked to me about uh, that there was like a Matrix trailer or something. Yes, the Matrix trailer dropped this week. Matrix Resurrection trailer. Right. Doesn't look like the original Morpheus, Lawrence Fishburne, is in there. Orpheus? Morpheus, okay. not Orpheus, stupid. Right. Um, I haven't watched any Easter egg videos on YouTube that break down the trailer and all that. I can't, I'm just waiting because I want to go see it in the theater and just be surprised by what I see and like, oh, okay. I that same thing with the Spider-Man. Um, was it Far From Home or No Way Home? The new Spider-Man movie. Oh, that's gonna that, be dope. That yeah. they dropped a teaser trailer, but that was a three-minute teaser trailer. It felt like the whole damn. They showed the whole damn movie in that trailer. I purposely, I purposely stayed away from all spoilers and Easter egg videos and all that. Yeah. Just so I can be surprised when I go in. So, those are two movies I'm looking forward to at the um, at the end of the year. They come out. Both come out in December for the Christmas season. Ooh. So that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty good. Pretty good to see which one tops which one in the box office. Like, will the Matrix fans outnumber the? The Marvel fans. I doubt it. You know, probably not. I'm not going to watch Matrix, so. Yeah, you're an idiot, but whatever. That's <laughs> not what your mother said last night, Trevor. <laughs> don't worry about what my mother said. She didn't want to talk about you because you don't exist. <laughs> whatever. Anyways. Um, what else is up? Football's back. Premier League is back. Like, soccer is back. All kinds of, you know, sports is back. Ooh. I'm back in the office now. Hey, good news, though, for Manchester United, huh? They got Ronaldo, I guess. It's Congrats. Welcome back. I guess, yeah. Whatever. They were right about he's coming home. They were, They just weren't right about what's coming up. <laughs> Ronaldo is coming home, apparently. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's nice to see him back in um, United. I know United are going to sell a ton of shirts. Oh, they already did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, surpass Messi. I guess I don't. Yeah, Messi's in um, Paris now, because um, Barcelona, their um, finances are all out of whack, so he, they mm. couldn't afford him. Which is weird because they spent a ton of money on Sergio Aguero, Memphis Depay, and all these other people, but mm-hmm. they didn't have enough money to sign Messi. It's very messed up considering Messi is like it's a messy situation. Yeah, it's a real. There you go. Oh, boom, 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 pow. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> Yeah, nice pun there. Um, uh, but it's a kind of a it's a very sad ending to his career at Barcelona. You didn't expect it to end like this. You expected him to retire there and you know go out in style like so many other club legends. But you know, COVID and bad finances. You know, you know it show, uh, has changed the world. So is that the only team he's been on? Yeah, Barcelona. He's been there since he was mm-hmm. like eleven. Eleven? Yeah, came up there through their academy. Oh, he wasn't pro at eleven. That'd be crazy. No, 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 no. Okay. I mean, Me- Messi with the long hair. Yes. Mm. So, I mean, it's weird to see him in Paris, but he's back with Neymar and Mbappe. So, but Mbappe has been pushing. He's mm, been pushing for a move to go to um, Real Madrid. So, we don't know how long Mbappe is going to be there. But all of that talk is for another day, another time. I mean. Winding down to the end of summer. Um, Dude, it is the end of summer, man. What are you talking about? Summer's done. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we had Labor Day holidays and stuff. Yeah, fall's uh, coming up? Yes. Yeah. Thank God. I, I, I'm, I lo- I'm I done love, with this warm I, weather, I love fall. Are we going to have any cold weather, though? With I would need I will. I need some, man. We need some rain. That's what we need. It rained a little bit uh, on Tuesday, I think. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. Um, what else? 
Anything else going on with you? No, well, you know, just school is back in session, so yeah, that's been kind of difficult. That's a shit. yeah. I'm back. I'm back at work now. Shit show. I'm in the office. Started back in the office this week. So yeah. like the first day of school, everybody in like their new outfits and stuff. new outfits. I mean, we haven't seen each other in like a year and a half, so you know. I, I wonder which button up I'm gonna wear today. Yeah. Well, no, we're casual. Are you? Yeah, we're casual. We can wear jeans and t-shirts. Oh, that's good. And like, on, even on game days, um, yeah, we can do business, you know, with a, with a, with a jacket and whatever, and you, know, you don't have to wear a tie. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then for concerts, it's even more casual. Mm, it's just pasties and... <laughs> it's not that kind of concert there, buddy. <laughs> do they have rave concerts still? Rave? That, yeah. Not a not a chase. I mean, uh, I know they used to have it over at Oracle. Oh, I remember because yeah. every single time after Ooh, one of those, yeah. Uh, who who is the dude with the long hair, Filipino dude? We could, probably can't say his name, but he was always he would always talk about uh, like the girls wearing pasties <laughs> and like these short skirts. He's like, man, what yeah. I would give to be young again. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, yeah, I've seen a couple of those kids. They show up at Oracle for uh, for a rave and stuff, and I'm like, "Damn, your parents let you out of the house like this?" I mean, like, wow. Mm-hmm. Or they got probably got dressed at the gas station. That's fine too. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. I guess life life is coming back, but life. No, well, life as we knew it before. COVID, uh, but yeah, I it's guess. slow, but then you have um, the Delta variant, and you have um, the Mu, and all these other variants running around, so. There's another variant other than the Delta? Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, it's whatever, dude. Um, I'm still moving around like it's pandemic season. Me so. too, I wear my mask everywhere, dude. Same. Even though I was at a baseball game, I was at A's game yesterday, I had my mask on the whole time. You got the W. Rangers, unfortunately. A's bullpen suck. Mm. Like we had a six to two lead, and then they just came up and gave it up. Like Sergio Roma gave up a two run bomb to this dude, and then the other dude that came in, other pitcher that came in, mm-hmm. gave up a, a solo shot to this dude who's hitting one fifty, dude. It's like what the fuck, dude. A's bullpen is trash, bro. It's trash. Pitching mm. is decent, and mm. the offense is good, but the bullpen sucks. Like the series before, um, two series before against the Blue Jays, in like two straight games. They had eight to like one or eight to two leads, mm-hmm. and the bullpen gives it up. Yikes! And they end up losing like ten eight or and shit like that. Dude. Mm. I'm just like, like, God damn! A bullpen's not what it used to be, I guess. No, it's not. Dude. Sorry. I remember when our bullpen was lights out, shut down. Oh, man. nothing but killers, right? Yeah. Every single time, Mulder, yeah. Hudson. No, I don't know. No, they weren't. <laughs> Those were starting pitchers, bro. Ah, uh, never mind. But. Anyways, um, on today's show, we're going to talk to a buddy of mine. Um, he's into vintage um, sports memorabilia, especially the Warriors, um, also Arsenal. I think he does hockey stuff, too, but I know he does a, mainly a lot of um, Warriors stuff mm-hmm. and Niners stuff and San Francisco Giants stuff. So we're going to talk to him about um, the vintage um, sports memorabilia market and stuff because he's a buyer and reseller in there. and He's going to break it all down for us. His name is Jay Lyson. So we're going to talk to him right after this. All right, people. Thank you for listening to the Dis and Dak podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Dis and Dak podcast with Kevin and Mav. Today, we're talking with our friend Jay. He's into vintage sports apparel. 
He collects and sells vintage apparel such as hats, jerseys, jackets, and t-shirts. He's going to break down how he got into the business and how to find cool vintage apparel to collect or resell. It's going to be a fun conversation, so let's get right to it. What's up, Jay? Hey, how's it going, guys? All right, so let's just dive into it. Like, how did sure. you get into what is vintage sports memorabilia, and like, how did you get into it, and what's it like nowadays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's an interesting question. You know, I do I do get asked it a lot, and the, the question about vintage sports and how I got into the apparel and or whatnot. So I think for me, it started a really long time ago. You know, I grew up and my family was really into going to flea markets when I was a kid, like the, the uh-huh. thrill of the hunt, like getting that treasure that you, you know, that, yeah. that is, you know, lost or the one of the kind or something that reminds you of the past. And uh, I grew up in San Francisco in the city I was born and raised. And it just kind of grew for me um, that that thrill of going to flea markets with my family. Uh, it turned into uh, going thrift store shopping. So you go to Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to Goodwill, you go to wherever, and uh, estate sales even, and you'd start finding stuff that um, that you liked. And what I would do, I think, you know, I was in high school and college, is I would buy stuff, and they call it a picker. I became a picker. So I'd buy stuff with the idea mostly to sell it. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'd buy something, you know, at the thrift store for a dollar or two, and I'd take it to a consignment store. I'd put it on eBay at that time, which was the early oh. days. Uh, and I'd start selling it and I'd make some money off of it. And uh, I make pretty good money off it. I think, you know, I'd go and spend about a hundred bucks and I could probably make about 400 bucks off of it. That's oh. pretty decent uh, in college. So I, I think it turned in from that um, to me buying some of the stuff at the thrift stores and liking it and wearing it. Um, and then I get that re- um, reaction when you go to a sporting event or walk yeah. down the street, people will be like, oh, like, man, I remember that player. Or I remember that yeah. team or that's sick. I, I had that when I was in elementary school or middle school. So you get a you get a um, a sense of uh, you know pride or a sense of uh, a remembering something that you reminds you of something you know uh, when you were in high school a, a player you know a kid in elementary school that you played basketball with who had that starter jacket whatever it was um, and so what's happened now is it's kind of grown for me um, my life right now is I uh, I have uh, I have a little bit more money because I'm a little older yeah I don't have the time to go thrift shopping as I did before when I'd go to like ten or twelve stores in a day oh them out. Uh, now I have a little bit more money. And then obviously with the internet nowadays, you can go online, you can look at things, uh, find things that you want. Uh, and since I've been doing it for so long, I think I've probably been doing about 20, 25 years as vintage. Wow. Stuff. Um, I've been doing it for so long. Uh, I get a little bit pickier on what I'm looking for. Uh, I don't hear wow as much because I know a lot of the stuff, but every once in a while you're still surprised just like in the beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. Something I didn't know they had that. Oh, I don't remember they made that in this size or that colorway or, whatever. So I still see the things online that I like. And um, I purchased things, you know, that I like that, uh, that, you know, maybe I didn't know about. And uh, yeah. I think it's kind of, it's kind of turned it into a, a, a Instagram thing. Now there's a big community. There's a big vintage community. A lot of these people, much like sneakerheads, um, they're really into vintage clothing. Uh, they're in, into all the, you know, everyone has their own thing with vintage clothing. You know, some people collect just baseball some people look like just certain teams some people are just snapback hats some people are just nba replica jerseys so i can get into a little bit more of that if you wanted but it is cool you have your own little focus in the vintage apparel um world that's something that you're maybe an expert at and it gets down to crazy details um we're talking about years that they made a certain product like nike only made or university of oregon uh, product from this year to that year or you know that kind of thing so it gets very very detailed and it gets very very focused um, wow. so that's kind of where i am now right now i'm i'm not much of a 
Instagram, I do have a little bit of a following, but not very big. And I think the reason that is, is um, a lot of people on Instagram, I mean, you can get up to about 40, 60 K people following you, but a lot of those people sell stuff. Uh, uh, they have a bunch of stuff on their store and they're constantly selling. So it's more of a living to me. Yeah. It's a hobby that I'm, I'm very invested in. I know a lot about, I'm not, I'm a little bit older in the game with vintage than a lot of these people now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I, I think that that's, um, you know, one thing that with the vintage clothing is if you sell it, you probably have a little bit more of a following than if you're just a collector. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. Cause like, yeah, um, I'm into like, um, um, retro soccer jerseys. Yeah. And like, I've held off on buying them. Like I only like I bought I've bought in like the new Liverpool shirts that come out like like the, the ones that I like. I don't buy yeah. them every year and stuff. So like every even I um I bought like the last two years or three years of um New Balance um when yeah. they make um Liverpool shirts. But once they switch over to Nike, I don't like the Nike shirts, so I don't I don't get them. But I've been like looking up like retro football um jerseys from like different teams and different eras. And there's a um, there's like several Instagram accounts that I follow, but all of them they all sell them and stuff, and like they sell them for big money. I've held off yeah. from like buying them because I'm just like, okay, if I buy this and put it in my closet, what am I gonna do? Am I ever gonna wear them? Probably not, and it's just gonna take up space. And it's like, do I really want to spend money on this? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean that's that's a really good question. So I think a couple arguments with that. I also into. Uh, you know, uh, some EPL jersey collecting. Uh, I'm specific with Arsenal because that's a team that I follow. Um, but, you know, I mean, that that dates back to, I'd say, like, 78 when they started mass producing for Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, mass producing jerseys. And uh, the first jerseys they had were Umbro. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they had uh, uh, Umbre. And then they had uh, Adidas take over for a while. And then it was mm-hmm. Nike in the early 90s. So when you look at that specific thing, you got to know a couple of de- details with it, right? I know Liverpool is different a little bit, but Liverpool had Adidas for most of the 80s too as well. Yes, it was, um, yeah, it's pretty much all Adidas. Um, and then they switched to Reebok for a little bit, but then Reebok got bar- bought by Adidas. And correct. then Adidas dropped them because they said they weren't making any money on them. And then well, the, they- the, the thing with those, all those with the, with the, with the UK jerseys, this is mm-hmm. a couple of things. First of all, it's a lot harder to find things in the UK that are not beat to death. It, that's yeah. just the case with it. So a lot of the old shirts that they had for those teams, they really get really, really worn. Not like the US where every two years they switch it out or something like that. And you can find yeah. a lot of the vintage stuff in good condition. The other thing you got to remember with the um, UK stuff is a lot of the sizes are really small because yeah. um, the people are smaller, uh, yeah. to be honest with you. So to find some of the old Arsenal jerseys uh, for me, like I like the 1986, 1988 kit. They used to do kits every two years there. Uh, those kits to find those in extra large, uh, because that's really a large in the extra yeah. large. Uh, that's about a four hundred dollars shirt uh, yes. really nowadays. So I mean, you could find them in the smalls, which is really an extra small, or you can mm. find them in the medium, which is really a small because they don't fit Americans as well. Yeah. Uh, so it gets it gets complicated and expensive because you look at not only the product that you're looking for, the the, the shirt, the size, the year, the color. Um, but you also look at the condition and then what you do is you need to find all those things that you're looking for in that. So the yeah. vintage game is a lot different, right? Because you can yeah. just go on a, a cart and check XL and that's it. But yeah. I mean, I find many things online that I really love, but if I can't wear that item, yeah. you know, if it's a, I'm a big guy, I'm six, six, the two, two thirty. So if I can't find that in my size, I just cry because it's something I love and you find yeah. it. So half the battle is not just the item, it's a size. Yeah. That, that, that's happened to me too. Like I'll, not even for just Liverpool, but just some other team that really had a cool kit back in the day, Definitely. like say a Roma 
or something like that, mm-hmm. or even like say France '98 when they won the World yep. Cup. Yep. And you try to find, and then you, you see it, and you just like, ah, it's in a medium or it's a large, and you're like, ah, yep. and yep. it's it, and it's actually in really good um, condition. And you're like, oh man, not your size, not my size. But you, you, know, you that, I think that that's one of the benefits for a lot of these guys who sell on IG. You know what I mean? Is if you find yeah. something crazy cool, or you find something you like, and I I agree. I mean the French. The French eighty, uh, the eighty four to ninety eight when they won, those yeah. kits are fire. I mean, they had yeah. so many good teams with Henri and Vera. I mean, all those yeah. in that era too. I mean, they just are really po- colorful. They pop really well. And if you're an IG seller and you're mm-hmm. you're focused on soccer, whether it's international or club teams, yeah, um, and it doesn't matter what size it is, right? But if you're a fan yeah. like me and you. And yeah. you're only looking for a certain size, whatever that size is, it's your size. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that for me too, as well, you know, I'm, I'm really into, um, I mean, my focus really right now is I do focus on Arsenal, but my focus for sports attire um, is really on the various sports because I live in a small apartment, so I only yeah. have so much space. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I take, for instance, uh, uh, the classic satin uh, starter jacket. I'm sure yeah. we all know that. It was the one that yes. Roger Craig or Tony Luso wore with the I buttons saw, in the front. I was, I was, Those are was, all classic. And the thing about it for me, right, I love those. I, f- I have some really rare ones. I actually just bought one that's really, really rare, Warriors one that you don't see very often. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- finding the size is hard, but since I am 6'6", those are really short. They're not long. They're not long. Sh- <laughs> so they actually make, and this is something like you get nerdy on it, but they make a starter tall, which oh. is extremely rare if you look it up. I yeah. Mean, it's hard. And I have a starter t- tall Giants, and I have a st- starter tall 49ers but i mean when you add the word tall to it it's yeah. another two three hundred dollars to the jacket value just because mm-hmm. they never make those people don't yeah. really see that but that's right. like you know next level stuff but it's it goes back to the fact that when you're a collector you know you really um you really look for a size and a style rather than just the style and it that even it, yeah. that's really prevalent in the, in the hat game right now with snapback hats there's all these brands of snapback hats all of them they're starter there's a sports specialty, you know, there's uh universal, there's all these yeah. snapback hats that New are really, really, but everyone fits differently. So if you don't know what you're fitting on your head, if you have a big head, you're, you're buying something and you don't really know how it fits. I've yeah. been doing it for so long. I know how a starter fit hat fits compared to how a, a logo athletic hat fits. So you know those after time, you know what I mean? So it's, it's yeah. it, it, you get deep into it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I never even I never thought it was like that, like that deep, like where you focus on specific styles and certain fits and so forth. And like basically if like you said, the starter tall, that's a rarity. So it goes up higher in price. I never I never knew it was that complex. <laughs> it, it's very complex. I mean, I, I, I'll take it to even another level, you know, is, um, you know, you look at uh, perfect examples, of NBA jerseys, you know, NBA jerseys. Um, and I'm talking about mass produced NBA jerseys. Um, when you look at NBA jerseys uh, in the era, I'd say probably like 86 to 99, really. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when Champion took over the, uh, the, 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 the mass-produced jerseys. Yeah. So there's three different levels of jerseys, right? Yeah. Some people collect only one level of these three. First one is the replica one, which I do collect a lot of those. And the yeah. replica ones are the ones that have the paint on the jerseys. I don't know if you remember those, like the, they're just, yeah. the ones you buy at the store and they have the player yeah. and they're, they're painted on. I like those. I think they're yeah. great to wear to the beach. You know what I mean? They're like a net. 
And uh, there's a really big focus on those. Some people love those. They, they collect just the home whites, which are very rare. A lot oh. of the, like, like look at the Warriors, they run TMC era. Yeah. Uh, they have the blue ones, the blue and the yellow writing. Those are really easy to find. You can find the Chris Mullen, the Tim Hardaway's, the Billy Owens. Chris mm-hmm. Galling's a little harder. They have uh, all these guys they had, right? I'm but the white, one, the, the white ones are really harder to find. So there's like a Chris Weber, a Spreewell, those are the home white ones. Because what they did is they only produced the white ones in the area where that team was located. It's the oh. same with the Bullets. So that Bullets would have a bunch of red ones, but the white ones, they really had only two or three, like Dewan Howard and uh, yeah. Chris Weber. So those are extremely sought mm-hmm. after. Like um, I have, a, I have a, a Chris Mullen one, uh, Chris Mullen replica champion jersey, right? And it's a Thunder, it's a Thunderbolt edition, right? So this is like, you know, when he came back the second time around in yeah. his career and he, he finished the career with them, he only played 21 games with that jersey and they were selling it at the team store, but they've only made a handful of those jerseys because he was only there for a short period of time. Yeah. It's a home white. So people get into specifics like that. And then, you know, you look at the champion, they have authentic pro cut ones, which means those are the sewn on ones, mm-hmm. a little bit nicer than the um, the painted on ones. Yeah. And then there's the whole another level with the game used. People mm-hmm. are really into game used jerseys. So you look at a, a game used Kevin Garnett, you know, jersey or a Stephon Marbury or whatever, Jason Kidd jerseys, those can go for, you know, two grand. And then, you know, the authentic ones usually run to like seven to 500. And some of the um, higher end replica runs, I mean, like, uh, I know I'm a big Detlef Shrimp fan. Those yeah. can run for two, three hundred dollars. So everyone has a different level what they're looking for, but there's different levels to levels. So it's, it's, it gets really complicated. <laughs> it's, and crazy. It's, so, it's so crazy, man. It's That's like, a lot, man. Yeah. Because yeah. I, do, I do remember like, like, yeah, back in the day, back in the 90s, like you did have the three different types of jerseys because like, oh, yeah, I got the new jersey. Like, oh, did, is it a replica or is yep. it an authentic one like mm-hmm. where it's sewn on? And, uh, because they did that also for like NFL and for the baseball yep. team ones. So and it's the same. It's the same thing with NFL. You know, it's what I just explained. It's the same thing. Some people collect the replica ones. Some people mm-hmm. like the authentic one. There are game used ones as well. Um, yeah. So it's really, you know, and I mean, and, and it takes it to the other levels. You know, you look at. um there's so many different brands that what they do is, you know, remember the cartoon ones where they have like a drawing of like yeah. um, Will Clark on it or something like that with a big head, they call them the cartoon ones. Yeah. Those are like Salem. People collect those. There's a nutmeg. There's a brand of, you know, so all these images, you know, and these certain brands that people collect, they're like, I'm looking for this in this. So I'm looking for, um, I know right now, which is really popular. And that's the one thing that's kind of crazy about vintage game is, you know, it, it's much like normal clothes, right? When you see someone walk down the street, some people wear Gucci because Gucci is a name brand, right? Yes. Some people wear Jordans because they're a Jordan. That's the brand, right? Yeah. But some people wear something because they like it, not because it's a name brand. And it's the same in vintage. I think right now, especially with um, vintage sports apparel, snapbacks, yeah. um, snapbacks are crazy. But in in and even deeper than that, uh, Logo Athletic, um, they make a. It's called a shark tooth. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember. They have these like shark kind of shark tooth thing and they have the different hats and i can i can grab one here and kind of show i need that warriors one yeah they, yeah people like warriors but there's even like black dome shark tooth there's a double shark tooth which means there's two different colors in it and those oh. can get up those can get up to like two grand a, a hat for a hat for the rare ones um so people are really into that and some people are really into that because it's expensive and they get likes on instagram some people like that because that's the team that they're in you know into um, you know, it really depends what you're looking for, but you know, it's, it's, it's much like a microcosm society. Some people like it. Some people buy it cause they know they can flip it for a lot of money. It, it really, really depends, um, mm. you know, what we are in it for. All um, right. Yeah. Let me ask you this now, since sure. 
you've been in the vintage um, sports apparel thing for a while now. Yeah. Is there like a conven- like conventions for this stuff? Kind of like how there's sneakerhead conventions and sneaker cons and stuff like that? Yeah, they, they have a lot of that stuff. You know, I think the, the most popular thing right now, I know there's a couple guys, um, you know, there's a little bit of a hotbed for this in San Jose um, mm-hmm. for people in the Bay Area. It's not as much in San Francisco. I think just because the demographic of San Francisco and Oakland maybe is a little different. Um, but, you know, I think that they do some pop-ups is what they do. So, they, you know, they'll rent out a convention center and they'll, they'll have a, everyone will have a booth there to sell. Um, you go talk to people about it. Um, for me, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm a little old for that now. Yeah. All those people. And <laughs> I usually go to those things and I'm not buying anything. You know, I'm, a, I'm very specific on what I'm buying now. I'm, I'm kind of past that. Um, I talk to a lot of people online. So Instagram, there's a lot of people I talk to. We throw <laughs> things off one another, uh, show posts. Uh, I've, I have friends who look out for me. If they see something that I'm looking for online, I look out for them. Yeah. And I send it. Um, and it gets crazy. I'm going to tell you, you know, it's, it's really changed. It's interesting. You know, as we get older, you see it changing. I mean, I used to be at thrift stores when they opened in the morning, trying to find things to buy. Oh, wow. Now what I do when I get up in the morning and I know other people who do this as well is they have searches on eBay and there's all these different platforms now, Debop, um, yeah. all these different apps that sell things. You look as soon as things are posted and people just pick it like five minutes after it's posted. So wow. you know, if you're looking up vintage, you know, Golden State Warriors stuff, the stuff you're looking at has been sitting there for a while. Someone's already looked at that. You know what I mean? They know what they're looking for. Um, uh, so it is kind of crazy. It's just a different way of doing it. But I'd say there is a, a bunch of those conventions now, but a lot more of the communication I have is just online with people who do similar things than me. And uh, you kind of bounce ideas and you bounce thoughts and, uh, and, and uh, you know, links of what things are people are selling uh, to one another kind of deal. Oh, and oh. then the other, th- the other thing that's really big right now, right now at IG, just to kind of throw it out there is, I don't know if they do this with sneakers, but um, they start doing live uh, IG um, uh, videos, right? And they'll do auctions. So they do live auctions on it. So someone oh. will host an auction. They'll ask other people to come on the auction with items and then they'll sell them on it. So they'll be like, you know, you get like 150 people watching and they'll run some hats, you know, they'll sell them 10, make it 10, $10 up, $10 up. And yeah. then they'll sell the hats. And some of those hats, I mean, I think the most I saw ha- saw was a, a double shark tooth Raiders hat. It went for yeah. 1700 about a month and a half ago. Jeez. Yikes. So wow. it, gets, it gets expensive, man. People do really are do, into it. Do you do live auctions and stuff for your um, sneakers? No, no. I'll, the, the most I would do is like a raffle, which yeah. I enter. That's it. I mean, yeah, I try entering raffles and stuff, too. I mean, but it's not even for like classic shoes. It's just like for, for some of the newer shoes that you put out. Yeah. Yeah. But I, mean, that's I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about for you guys with the sneakers and stuff. You know, I know that they do like the re-releases and stuff like that. A lot of the yeah. re-releases and people are really into that. Um, you know, like for the re-releases for um, vintage is kind of like Mitchell Ness. You know what I mean? You'll see. Yeah. Like, and and some people like it. And like, I don't knock that. That's something I'm not into at all. Like, I think I have one or two Mitchell Ness things and yeah. the things that I have are not like knockoffs of something that was made as a vintage. It's yeah. just a Mitchell Ness design. But some people really like like you know, a Mike Bibby Vancouver Grizzlies jersey that is a Mitchell Ness. Like, I like the Mike Bibby, Mike Bibby jersey that's that's a champion jersey that was made in, like, 1999. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's that's yeah. just how I am. Yeah, I mean, throwbacks, they were big in, like, what, the early 2000s or so? Yeah. Just because, yeah. a lot, like, a lot of rappers, they started um, wearing all those, all those Mitchell mm-hmm. and Ness. So, yep. fabulous. Yeah, so... Yeah, everybody was doing the whole throwback thing for a long time. Like Mitchell mm-hmm. and Ness, like their business hat. Yeah. yeah, the Mitchell and Ness, like they have the matching hat with the. Dude, that's, the, that was the, a great time. The Giants jersey or the 
throwback oh. Yankees or yep, yep. Stuff. So, but yeah, that's kind of died down now. It seems like more people are focused more like give me the original stuff where it was a little bit more authentic as in, instead of like a recreation of it. Yeah, I mean, I think they're definitely doing that. You know, there's a lot more people now, and you can tell. You know, I mean, much like sneakers in the '80s with Jordan and you know everything that's going on. Uh, you know, in terms of them remaking the same designs, you can tell that Mitchell Ness makes a diamond cut. There's like a diamond cut. I can show you a picture if you look at all. They're called diamond cuts, uh, logo athletic hat. And Mitchell Ness is remaking that. They've remade it the last couple of years. In, in Shadows, which is like, uh, it was the draft hat for Kobe Bryant's year, 1996. The way that it's a shadow uh, or laser, they call them sometimes. Uh, yeah. Those hats, they start remaking them again. And you can just tell that, you know, there's a demand there if they're remaking a hat that is selling for 150 to 300 online right now, you know, oh the, the original one. So, hat for well, I, I gotta but, ask you know, that's, the one thing I'll say about it, you know, is that's very high end stuff. So, I think the one thing I really like, and I think it's the thing I like the most about vintage, besides the fact that I mentioned it brings back the nostalgia of your childhood, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of things like, oh, I remember that player, I used to love that, or my dad wore that a candlestick or whatever. Um, is the other thing I like is, you know, you can find something that means a lot to you vintage wise. Mm -hmm. it, it means a lot to you personally. And that's that's a subjective thing. Right. So yeah. it means a lot to yeah. Maverick or it means a lot to, to Kevin might mean nothing to me. And I think that's the beauty right. of vintage. You know, I really yeah. like a, it's called a pillbox hat. And the best way I can describe it is the pirates used to wear them. They had the three stripes on them. Um, yeah. Pillbox hat. I really like pillbox hats. They're not really that popular, though. Um, but I got like some Giants ones that I wear. They're just kind of unique. It's something I really like. I really like them, but I mean, that's not something that's going to cost 300 bucks. You know, if you find yeah. one, you can get one for 50 bucks. It's really, really nice. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. the cool thing about it is, you know, just because vintage is, you know, expensive, it can, you can also find your niche for you that's not expensive, you know? Yeah. So. That's what, that's what I've been like focusing on, like with the, the soccer kits, like I'm like looking through like, okay, I don't really want to spend like a hundred and something dollars or, you know, something like that. You know, let me find something that looks really cool. And then, you know, like from a certain time period, like in the eighties or the nineties, like, yeah, I remember that those were cool. It may not be as cool as to everybody, but I do try, you know, I do try to look for that and stuff. And if it's the right price, I'm like, you know what, I'll buy it. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's the thing. That's a really the one thing I think too about vintage is like, you know, that's a stuck in time. So, you know, people always say oh this is worth a lot of money and but you can't you can't remake that i can't yeah. go back to 1993 and make that jersey so that <laughs> jersey is that jersey right so yeah. I mean, like if you get that and you remember that's the jersey and um it's stuck in time like you know no matter how much money someone has you know i have a lot of money i'd want to spend on something if i can find it but if i can't find it i can't spend that money right yeah so right. half the battle is finding that treasure right so um that's yeah. that, that's a good feeling and there's a joke a little bit with a couple, couple of people I, I i talk to a lot is there's a scramble when you find something online because you know you get text something or you look at something and you see the picture you see a thumbnail of the picture and you're yeah. like you know pretty quickly especially someone like me if that's what you want or not but yeah there's a scramble to find out if that's the right size or the right yeah. fit and you're like there's that five second like oh shit is this it or am i yeah. going to be completely disappointed so yeah mm. Um, what were you gonna ask him? No, I, uh, Jay, you're obviously a, a collector, right? And uh, for myself, I collect uh, anything Adidas, anything Warriors, and pretty much anything Star Wars. And uh, one of my grails is uh, a couple years ago, like ten, maybe ten, twelve years ago, Adidas and the NBA collaborated to to get a superstar for every single uh, team in the NBA. Yep. One of the things I've been chasing since I was in like young was uh this pair of golden state warriors superstars that had come out 
Um, and that's like one of my grails. I want to know like yeah. what, what is what is an item that's eluded you uh, your whole life that you're still searching for? Well, that's a that's a great that's a great question, man. I mean, I, I think that you know it's really cool to see people have their grails, uh, you know, that they have and the reasons that they have them. I mean, that's a really cool thing, and I think that's kind of why you all do it. You know, I mean, for me, the one thing I will say is, you know, when you go to ten thrift stores, um, it kind of reminds me a little bit about like before people had cars or before you could fly on a plane. Is like you go and it's limited, right? But I can put some searches in now, and the amount of things that come up is just crazy it, it, it would it would take me a month you know of thrift shopping to come up with like two searches on ebay now and that's mm. really cool um it's also not good for your bank account um but to answer your question um I, there's a couple that i have um that that uh that they're still on my list but i'll give you an example one that was on my list that i actually got um okay. and I'll, I'll tell you about it real quick and um so there's a um there's a there's a there's a there's a guy um who um he, he's now kind of the head of um, uh, Chalkline. And Chalkline is kind of an off-brand starter. So starter is kind of like the, the higher-end one of like mm -hmm. sports apparel jackets. And Chalkline's a little bit underneath. They mostly make like colored satin jackets and the team, and they put a patch on it. Um, but they had this line of jackets called uh, Fanimation jackets. And I don't really know how to explain it to you except for they're very colorful. Um, and you can kind of look them up online if you want. They're called Fanimation Chalkline jackets. And they're color colorful, and they kind of remind me of like ones that you get in cereal boxes in the '90s, like with like the Dream Team on it. Like it'd be like or like the like astronaut jackets, you know what I mean? Where it's like printed like that, but they're a little bit nicer quality than that. So they did those for each of the teams, right? They have like really cool ones for the uh, 49ers team with like the um, um, guy in the back who's the miner, and you know they have a Giants one that I have as well that says like the cable cars and stuff like that. Uh, but for a little while, Wild Chalkline, I think this is the early, really early 90s, like 89 to like 91, they had the um, they had the um, uh, player rights and the league rights to put not only just the players, but the, the logos on it of the teams. Um, oh, and the one that was hard for me to find, and it took me about eight years to find it, and I just found it like a year ago, was that Chris Mullen one nice. in my size. And it's really cool because the graphics on the back has him um, on uh, the Bay Bridge and he's shooting and it's like it's really really cool and there's one for sale right now but it's a medium um, I think in uh, the what happened was this I look every day for about eight years on eBay for that and what happened was one day I got up like an hour late some guy sold it in an XL hadn't seen it in an XL so I, I begged the guy to tell me who he sold it to and the guy he sold it to I contacted him through IG I talked yeah. to him a lot now. The guy sold it to me because he knew I wanted it. I actually asked him about it earlier because he's a big collector of Fanimation. He sold it to me. We still talk about Fanimation jackets now. But just finding that one was like, damn. And there's another <laughs> one that's like that. It's even lower than Chalkline. It's called Starline. It's like lower than that. So it'd be like the converse to the like, you know Adidas to the Nike. And uh, Starline oh. makes some pretty cool single player jackets. They make like a cool Griffey and like uh, they've done some cool like Randall Cunningham jerseys. They have a Will Clark one and I found it in a large and I found it in medium over the years, but never that XL. So I guess that's kind of my girl list right now is to find a XL Starline Will Clark. But um, if I don't find it, I think I'll be happy with my Chris Mullen one. <laughs> oh, that's dope, man. Yeah. Uh so what, when you when you find something at a thrift store, how do you know how much to resell it for? That's a good question too. I mean, you know, I think that that's a subjective thing too as well. I mean, you can, I mean, obviously you can do a little, uh, you know, looking online, see what someone sold it for. Uh, right. You can do a little bit of, uh, you know, what they sold for on eBay. 
um, what other ones like that are selling. So, you know, if I found a Fanimation, uh, like Xavier McDaniel, they have a Seattle one. I can compare <laughs> that to, a, you know, I can compare that to like maybe a Rex Chapman from when he played with the Hornets. There's different things you can compare it to to kind of get an idea. Um, mm -hmm. You know, for me back then when I was doing that, I take in San Francisco, there's a lot of consignment stores uh, down on Haight sure. Street. You could take things to and sell. Um, and I, 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 a lot. I, I yeah. yeah, I'd fuck I'd fuck a little bit with the uh, wrestling T-shirts. Like I love the old like, you know, yes. uh, the, uh, the the WrestleMania ones, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. like Macho Man, like, you know, Ultimate Warrior kind of deal. Um, so yeah. I mess with those and I'd also mess with a little bit with the band shirts. Like I'm down, I'm down with the band shirts. Um, yeah. You know, some of like the Zeppelin, the old ones or the Grateful Dead and that kind like of thing. Like a cool tea or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, or yeah, like uh, like even the Clockwork Orange, like movie tees and stuff like that, like Jaws, right. I had some early Jaws ones, Ghostbusters, Back mm. to the Future. Um, it's crazy though, you know, like for me, like I look at my age now and stuff, and you see the same people doing things now, right, with these tees, but it's a lot newer. Like, a, yeah. like if you get if you get an original, which to me doesn't seem like that old, but I'm just an old man now. Original <laughs> Toy Story shirt, you can sell that for five, six hundred dollars now if it's mint. Like those are crazy prices or like a Ace Ventura. People love that. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the first Ace Ventura. Um, but to me, I guess that's the other thing, right? You see these kids are a lot younger and I, uh, IG doing this. To me, vintage is like 78 to 99, right? But mm -hmm. for someone who's 21, that might not be vintage to them. It might be yeah. much newer than that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that's the thing, you know? I mean, like how you know what to sell is really, you know, it, it's now for me when I have something, it really is comparing it to things that have sold, comparing to things on IG. There's a lot of people I throw ideas off of IG, say, hey, I got this dead stock. Like right now I have a hat now that's a, a dead stock uh, San Jose Sharks hat. That's a um, dead stock means it has a tags on it. So when you have a dead stock, I'll pull it here for you to show you. And I'm going to try to sell it. And I raffled one off and I got another one here. It's a, uh, it's a oh. shark one, but it has a stick. It has a tag on it. And it's a, a starter one. It's a quilted one, and then it's got the inside hit like Whoa. that. Yeah. So, like, you know, trying to find the prices on these, you know, I think I raffled it. And last time, I think I pulled in about 215 We did, like, 30 spots for, like, $15. But it's like, what do you do now? You know, what do you do with something like that? So you, I ask people, you know, what do they think? What's it going for now? Right. And, you know, you get, you, get, you, get, you, get, you hear back from people who maybe know a little more about that in terms of that specific product that specific hat or that specific team, right? Some people in San Jose who are really on top of the shark stuff, even more than I am. I'm, I'm on pretty on top of the shark stuff. So that's pretty oh, dope. Wow. <laughs> I got, a, I got another question for you. So you said sure. you collect a bunch of arsenal stuff, right? I, I collected some arsenal. Yeah. I've messed with the arsenal. Yes. Um, That's not really my team. I don't really follow soccer okay. like that or yeah. football or whatever, yep. but if I choose, I would choose arsenal. If, right? if you, yeah. Okay. Right, I have a pair of shoes from sneakers and stuff. Um, just a pair of SNS GTs that would go perfectly with a bruised banana jersey. Bruised banana. That is a that is a um, that is a hard find these days. Those are getting harder every year to find, and I, they're remaking a lot of them. There's a, yeah. I think there's a company that do the bob, uh, bobbler, which is a beanie, which they call bobbler in uh, England. Yeah, uh, they, they remake those now. Yeah, so you oh, can get one of those with that. Yeah, fuzzy yeah. ball on okay, all right. But I think an original one, the original Adidas ones, I think it's that's, I mean, it depends what size you are, but that'll probably run you. I mean, especially a good shape one, like I'd say like 230 to 270. Now, the thing about Arsenal right now is their shit <laughs> i wrote a couple of comments to some of my friends like hey when they get relegated what's the ticket price is going to be i might fly over <laughs> you know, in the second division Come on, um, but that's the thing you know that's the thing with vintage right a lot of vintage stuff is when a team's up the vintage cost is up right 
And people take advantage of that market. Like when the Warriors were winning their championships, those right. starter jackets, we're talking five, $600. I just bought a super rare one that I've seen like four or five of them. I think I paid 125 for it, which is crazy low. Now, if they had Durant and they had Clay and they're all in cylinders, and that's where Arsenal is right now, right? They're not yeah. really winning. Uh, maybe Liverpool. I mean, United coming back with, you know, Ronaldo. Uh, Ronaldo I mean, those that might be a little bit more. So, mm. Yeah, I mean, those those are very iconic. The Arsenal, they really like that. I'm a big fan. If you ever want to get something similar to that, I love mm -hmm. the first Arsenal kit with Nike, which is a 94 kit. Um, mm -hmm. I have a bird camp uh, uh, authentic of that. That's a really nice kit as well. So, I mean, um, I think, but overall for me, the Arsenal kits, I, I, you can't beat the uh, the Adidas ones from 18, 86 and 88. Those are the ones. They got yellows. They got whites. They got uh, reds. Um, I need they got, that. Yeah, those are very, very cool kids. So, so. I just looked up on um, this website that I, um, that I follow on IG. I bought from them, too, um, Classic Football Shirts. They're based yeah. in uh, Manchester. They have a 91 to 93 Arsenal away shirt. Okay. That's, this is a size small. It's going for 200 pounds. Yeah. That's yeah. pounds? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, so that, you know, I know the pound rate to the to the to the uh, dollar rate, um, you know, is obviously pretty close now. It's sometimes yeah. it gets crazy on that, but that is an extra. That's a small, right? So I'm yeah, it's a small. You're probably what a large, Mav, medium. I'd say I'm a large, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like I mean, you're probably. You said it's like a, a a size down from in the UK, right? If it's well, a, yeah, it's I, really a know, large. Well, I'm talking about even the earlier stuff. When you get to about 91, those are probably pretty similar. You know, what they do is you just – usually with those places like that, you ask pit to pit and you ask hem to collar, which means where the you know the length right. of it. And yeah. then they'll give you some centimeters and you got to do a little Google calculator and uh, figure it out yourself there. I mean that's the one good thing about, you know, vintage and online is if you know, you know, your size – sizing doesn't really matter. If something says it's an XL, you really got to get the actual measurements. Yeah, sure. Kind of like for me um, – when um, Maradona, he passed in um, last November. Yep. And, um, Napoli, they released, uh, <laughs> they released, um, what you call it there, um, this special edition um, shirt with his name on it and everything. So classic football shirts, they ended up getting some. So I bought one from it. And, but it's made in Italy. And so it's, so, and I am, I'm, I'm a size XL. I bought the size XL. It fits me like a large or a medium. Yeah. So, yep. So I can't even wear it, but I get it. I don't. No, I'm not gonna let you get it. <laughs> that he's my favorite player ever. So I'm just gonna hang it in the closet and just be like, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing with that. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because that is something that's uh, you know vintage. What they do really well. I mean, they yeah. capitalize on the moment, right? So when they had the last dance going mm -hmm. on, I'm sure with it with the Jordan sneakers, yes. all the bowls, like you know. Bulls gear, all the champion like uh, starter, yeah, starter warm up or champion uh, champion warm up jackets, exactly skyrocketed. Or like when See, when Space Jam showed up, Space yeah. Jam's the same thing. When the new movie Space Jam's came, all the old Space Jam gear they used to make the champion jerseys that skyrocket. And then lastly, and it happens with anyone as you know too, is when Kobe passed, all mm. the Kobe stuff. Um, there's a champion. Um, I was just talking to one of my friends. There's a champion. Uh, a replica jersey and what they did in the one year they made the gold patch which is the uh, 50 anniversary for for them so it's just a it's basically the gold nba logo on it those are worth a lot more my friend dropped like 450 for one on ebay when when kobe died because prices just skyrocket so wow dude i wish i had kept all my adidas uh kobe's i, I sent so many to the philippines oh my god <laughs> i that, kept one, one those, those would be worth a fortune now
Yeah, I mean, they were they were not good-looking shoes back in the day, but, you know. Which one? The ones on Adidas? The first ones he had on Adidas? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Some <laughs> people those... love that era, though. You know, that yeah. thing was vintage. Some people, they, they yeah. focus on that style and that era of Adidas, right. you know? So. That was a great era in Adidas, because Timmy was on the team, T-Mac, KG. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they had some good players on there, too. Oh, man. The Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing too. You know, it's interesting too for me when I follow my team, the teams that I like. You know, like the Warriors are probably one of the harder teams to to um, to, to find vintage for because, mm-hmm. you know, I look at the, the Giants. They had a lot of success kind of when I was a kid. You know, in '89, they were pretty obviously pretty with the Bay Bridge series. So you can find a lot of gear there. Uh, Niners, obviously, just with the dynasty during that era, they made just a lot of cool gear. And then the Sharks being a new new franchise, you know, in the early '90s, and it's the color scheme being crazy, much like the Charlotte Hornets. But the mm-hmm. Warriors, you know, they didn't have a lot of success. Their logo, I, I think you could argue, is a little bit boring, you know, at that time. The one uh, is, that, is that one with, the, like, the basketball circle? And then the yeah, yeah no, don't get me wrong. I, I love it. I mean, I love it, it, too. That's my I shit. Love it too, but I think you could argue that it's hard to make, you know, crazier, cooler, you know, stuff. And that's what happens with vintage. You know, it's not just yeah. an embroidered logo on a white shirt. You know, people get crazy. There's these Magic Johnson T-shirts now. Uh, it, you know, there's a player called that, the Magic Johnson T-shirts are much very colorful T-shirts. And like you don't see many cool Warriors ones on that. You know, you see some pretty sick shark ones and some mm-hmm. Chicago Bulls ones because they had the success. So, you know, that, that is a little more challenging with the Warriors stuff. But um, you just got to dig a little deeper. Yeah, I mean. I don't I'm not in so much into the um, like collecting Warriors stuff, but um, I definitely would go for like that, like like I guess. The, la- the like the run TMC years, because yeah. that's um that's when I first moved to California. And that's why I, I remember seeing them play and stuff, and that's what they that's what they rock. But like you said, it's very hard to find stuff for them. I I think um what you call it when they were doing the whole when they did their whole redesign for it's a great timeout and they brought yep. in thunder and stuff. I mean because I I guess at the time those were so hideous, but now it's a vintage and collector's item to for to sure. rock those old school um stuff. So that's more popular. But I, I really like that 90s um, design of logo. Yeah, I mean, that, that's another one of my grills. I actually have a, a blue, the, the blue uh, um, era with the Run TMZ. Uh, I have, I have a, a, a game-used Chris Mullen one. So it says Chris Mullen on the back. It, oh. has, it has Chris Mullen's name and, like, a, a nameplate on the back. And it's just the warm-up that they wore. Um, that's that's one that I found years ago, and I, I, I love it. But, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I mean the, the Bolt logo um, in that year is when they did the Great Time Out, kind of even before that we believe. Yeah. <clears throat> Those logos are very um they're they're very playful cartoony cool but the memories aren't there like for me like i'm much with you kev for the same age is i have a lot more memories of mullen uh you know richmond and you know um yeah. chris weber like in that time Spreewell, Spree- like, days. Like, um, prime Spreewell years yep, exactly yeah <laughs> before that before that yeah. before that choking before that yeah. choking yeah no, I, I agree, and I just think that, you know, um, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys remember this because I am from the, 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 uh, born and raised here, but um, mm-hmm. one of the craziest games I ever went to um, was at the old Oakland Arena uh, mm-hmm. before, I mean, Oakland, Oakland Coliseum, before they redid it because they redid it and they moved, yeah. uh, they went to the San Jose for that one year. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to the first game, and this is by luck. This is not like I got these tickets. The first game back for C-Web when he played for the Bullets, and he oh. came back. So after they traded, I think they traded him. They got uh, Tom Gugliotta and whatever. They were trying to get – he wanted, he didn't want to be here. 
and right. that was like the loudest ever. And they were wearing, you know, that was the old Warriors uniforms, but that arena was not that big, and it wasn't, yeah. you know, it was only like 15,000, and it was loud. Yeah. And that was a good memory, you know. And that memories plays into, you know, vintage, right? Whatever that memory is, how old you are, yeah. it plays into the things that you like. It plays into the things you buy. It plays into the things you wear. It plays into the compliments you give to people when you see something like, oh, that's a sick jersey. I remember this. My dad and you know me used to go to see, you know, Jerry Rice or. Dion that one year in 94 when he's with the Niners, whatever it is, you know, that place. Oh, those were not, that year, 94 Niners, that jersey, that, oh. because it was like a blood red jersey that they had. That yep. was, a, and they had the white pants to go yep. with it. Yep, that, yep. That was a sick I think look. I think they're bringing those back right now, but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, those are those are classic. That '94 team was a yeah. gun for hire, man. I remember that Super Bowl year that the, the, the like, Chargers didn't have a chance. So. Yeah, pretty much like like every like aging NFL vet. That could um that was released or available for as free agent. The Niners signed them. Yeah, like, they had Richard, Richard Dent, Dent was that on. Year. Richard yeah. Dent, Deion Sanders, yeah. and yeah, they had, they had a good team that year. But yeah. lot lot of fun. I mean, I mean, I think that's the thing. You know, uh, the other I think the other thing with the vintage for me, you know, that is kind of fun is you got to really enjoy the process, and it is a long process with vintage. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's not even just the hunt. And, you know, we talk about the sizing and finding the things that you're looking for. It's really cleaning the product. And it's something I've picked up over the years with, with my mom, um, yeah. really cleaning things, a lot of OxyClean, some sewing, uh, making <laughs> sure your products doesn't bleed. Because that really adds a lot to it. You know, I know people who yeah. on some of these live auctions I was talking about with hats, they'll bid on something and then someone will be like, oh, I forgot to mention there's a little small moth hole here. And that really devalues it, right? So um, oh. I post a couple of things on my, uh, on my on my on my Instagram page, which is uh, respect the past vintage. Um, yeah. And some of the things that I I, I posted um, talk about me getting an item that I really wanted that you can't find anymore, and spending time cleaning it up, whether that's depilling it, uh, sewing some things, trying to get spots out of it, trying to get really? grease out oh. of it, trying to get okay. rust, trying to get blood, whatever it is, and that and that oh. really helps. You know, that's that's a process that takes time. Um, oh, they say, yeah. see, I never, I never thought about that. I didn't know you guys actually, like, after you buy the stuff, you actually spend time cleaning, patching. 100%. That's a big part of it, man. When you get something in the mail, you open it, you spend a lot of time. Now, there's this other thing going on, too, right now, when we're talking about the hat, the snap game, which is very big right now. It's, it's booming. Yeah. Snap hat, back hats are booming. Um, people call reshaping. I've been doing that for many years. And what, what reshaping is, is you'll get a hat, and it'll be pancake, which means it's flat, or it's just not yeah. shaped right. What you do is you put it on a bowl, uh, a right size, after you wash the hat, and you kind of stretch it out, and it gives it that shape. So it'll Uh look something like this, right? So that's like a freshly shaped hat. Yeah. So this is a dead stock hat, meaning it's the tags on it, uh, which means it looks like a hat you buy in the store, reshaping it. So people spend a lot of time doing that. I know there's guys out there for, um, for vintage hats that just reshape it. So they'll charge you $10 to reshape a hat, and you literally send them the hat. They clean it. They, you know, make sure that it's, you know, all nice and then they reshape yeah. it and make sure it looks like that and they'll send it back to you. So, so. is there a specific process to like the cleaning of the stuff? Um, like say you got a jersey or, or a hoodie or something like that. Is there a specific process like specific detergents and stuff? Or is, can yeah, just- I mean, it, there, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of there's a lot of that. That's interesting you say that. I mean, I talk to people online about that, but for me, I, my saving grace is my mom. My mom was really good at that. And like I said, I've been doing this for 20, 25 years. Yeah. So there's a lot of trial and error. I've definitely fucked things up completely where I just <laughs> completely ruined them. And you live and you learn, right? That's part of the process. I mean, yeah. I had one time, I, one of the ones I still think about to this day, man, I, I really fucked it up, is I had a very nice, it was a casino bought uh, extra large, Holyfield Tyson jacket from a 1991 fight. Oh. And it was embroidered on the back. 
and I, I, I tried to wash it and I should have dry cleaned it and the color just ran out of it like, you know, yeah, just ran, ran oh. like Carl Lewis ran. <laughs> it was uh, gone. And I, and I just like, it's some, I tried to fix it, but it just didn't work out. And it was, yeah. um, but there, you, it's a lot of trial and error. Um, I'd say OxyClean is your friend. There's things you can put in there to make sure that the dye doesn't run. Um, but it really, I think each item depends on what, when you get it, what you get with it, right? What mm -hmm. shape it's in, what you need to do with it. Um, but I know what to do with things that have grease in them, paint in them, blood in them, little hole here, little smudge here, uh, needs to be reshaped. Uh, needs this sewn, needs this ironed on. So, I mean, it really just depends on the item. It's hard to say that for each individual item. But I, my my uh, my laundry room's full of crazy detergents and in potions. It's <laughs> not just tied in um, some uh, yeah. some downy, huh? Right. I will say, oxy for anyone listening or for you guys, one thing that really helps get stains out is oxy. if you take the powder oxycleans. If you take the powder oxyclean, right, mm -hmm. you get a little straight detergent, laundry detergent that you pour in, and you mix it together. So you get a paste, almost like a peanut butter, right? You put the powder with a yeah. little bit of detergent, you mix it together, and you put that on the stain, whatever stain you want, let it sit for 10 minutes. That yeah. really helps out a lot. That's a big uh, beast right there. So a little, uh, little tip. No. Yeah, because I um I don't use the powder. I use the, the spray that you buy, and yeah. that helps with, like, regular households, you know, regular yeah. stains on regular clothes but mm. now i don't know if i ever get a vintage stuff that's what that's what i, I will use. tell you one thing man sometimes it, i've seen some pretty gnarly stuff when you wash into oxyclean pouring that water out i mean because you gotta think some of the stuff that i'm buying has got 30 years of yeah stuff in it you know what i mean um so you, you sometimes you do two oxyclean runs you know what i mean but oh. you gotta watch there's a lot of factors man you gotta watch like for me i don't put anything in the dryer because it shrinks it and i'm already yeah, so, so big here Oh, um, so you line dry it, huh? Yeah, I have line dry it, and then sometimes what you do is you throw it in the dryer afterwards with a little, just a couple uh, squirts on it to make it get, like soft and not stick, like thick. I mean, the material mm -hmm. depends on it too. You know, I mean, if it's a polyester jersey, nylon, if it's cotton, you know, what you're doing with it. Um, so it just depends. I mean, you you need to know every dyes running because um, you know, they're, they're they're shirts that were you know screen printed in like 1988, um, yeah. single stitch. Uh, so if you look at like a shirt, a t-shirt on the arm, you can see right there, they call it single stitch, which is just one line of stitching instead of two, I mean, yeah. things like that. Everyone, some people just collect single line stitching. Some people collect single line sticking Stedman shirts, which is a certain brand. Some people collect single line, uh, single line stitching, um, a uh, Hanes, uh, ringer t-shirts, which is the different color one. So there's, everyone has something that they collect that this <laughs> starts uh, screen star. I mean, there's all these different shirts, all these different things. And it doesn't even just have to do with sports. You know, there's vintage clothing. Like, I, I mean, my hat right now, I got a, a, a Kodak a snapback hat from like 1970 from Canada. Like, it's not just sports. Everyone has a different thing. I'm really into trucker hats that are, that are uh, chainsaw hats, chainsaw brands from like trucker hats. So everyone's got their thing, right? It's, oh, it's all that what is you're looking very for. niche. <laughs> that, that, very that, niche. That dude, that is so what do you What do you type in? Like trucker hat chainsaws. Yeah, trucker chainsaw hat, vintage trucker hats, vintage wow. chainsaw hats. Um, you know, I got I found some random stuff when you're searching. You know, I mean that's what I do. My wife's always like, "What are you doing? What are you doing online? What are you looking at? Like, you so, know, like why do you, you buy?" <laughs> are you just specifically on eBay or you just Google? No, nah, I mean, you know what? What what I think for me helps is there's about five or six, um, you know, selling things. There's like Offer Up. You know, mm -hmm. there's Posh Market. There's Depop. Yeah. There's other things you can look at things. I think for me, where I have a lot of luck is sometimes if I'm looking for something very specific, I can Google that and it'll find it in some place that you're not looking. Um, mm. I found some pretty crazy stuff. And even if that stuff's not on my size, I've passed it along to other people that I'm pretty friendly with in the, the vintage community. Um, just by Googling it, it's kind of sweeps under people's 
noses because they're not looking in the right places, you know? Um, and I know that's the same thing also with, you know, picker. When I was a picker and I used to go to the thrift stores a lot more, and even now, you know, you don't always look just in the men's section. Sometimes you look in the women's section and someone puts something there by mistake. You know, you find those things where you're not supposed to be looking. That's what you need to do. You know what I mean? You need to find things where, the, where other people aren't looking. Because if they're lo- if other people are looking, chances are you're probably not there first unless you're mm-hmm. yeah. really grinding, you know? So. Wow. And I can't tell you how many times I found great items in the women's section. Not are you my- serious? Oh, yeah. yeah. I do. Before I go to the men's section, I check the women's shoes section first. Yeah. Check the larger sizes because sometimes, you know, they size down to like my size. Yep. You can yep. find some, some cool shit there. But I found a bunch of like, uh, like Nike, old vintage Nike, Nike, like outerwear stuff for my brother. And it's awesome. dope. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. You know, I have a friend speaking of crazy and he, he, this is like next level, right? For, um, I have another friend who's a, who's a who's kind of a picker as well too. And what he did was this, this is smart, man. And I hope this doesn't get out to anyone, but if it does, it's all right. I think it's probably past the time. <laughs> 15 followers. It's, 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 worth, it's, worth, it's worth sharing. It's worth sharing. It's worth sharing it. <clears throat> so what my friend would do is he would go to these thrift stores, right? And he'd buy all of the Patagonia in, in North Face vintage stuff, which yeah. is also, you can still resell stuff. There's, there's a market for that. Someone wants mm-hmm. to buy that stuff. Um, and to, Excuse me, to a lesser extent, uh, Timbuktu bags. I don't know if you know those Timbuktu yeah, bags. Yeah, I have one of their backpacks. Are they local? My favorite. Yeah, they're local. Yeah, yeah. And so what he would do then is he'd take them back to the stores after he bought them at the thrift stores. He'd take them back to the retail store. So he'd take them back to the Patagonia store. He'd take them back to the North Face store. And he'd take them back to whatever, the Timbuktu store. And he'd say, I got this. Look at how beat this is, right? Look at the interiors deteriorating, the lining, the cortex isn't working anymore. And they do one of two things. They'd fix it for him, which means uh-huh. they'd like put a whole new lining in because it, it's got a lifetime warranty on it. Yeah. Or they'd oh. give him store credit for that item. So like he'd buy a jacket at like Patagonia for like seven bucks, take it yeah. back to the store and be like, look at this thing. And they're like, yeah, this is from like 1998. We can't really fix this anymore. But it cost $300 brand new in 1987. We'll, we'll, we'll take the jacket and give you store credit for $300. Oh, Life hack. That's a, that's a whole other side. That's a whole other side hustle. So North Face does this? North Face Patagonia. They have done it in the past. Now I don't know if they're on that now. I mean, I'm talking about two or three years ago. He was doing this. I mean, he was going there. <laughs> I mean, lifetime means lifetime. Yeah, it, it is. And you know what? You know, honestly, I think in the end, they don't even care if that's out there because that's what that's what they stand by, man. Those companies are making money off a of brand and off a of product that they stand by, right? That's so I mean, much, that's yeah. I mean, that's kind of like Nordstrom because like Nordstrom's return policies, they take everything back without a receipt, with a receipt, no matter matter when you buy. You could buy stuff at Macy's as long as it looks like something that Nordstrom would carry. They'll take it back. A hundred percent. You know what's funny about that, Kev? Nordstrom. Yeah. Nordstrom's got a great return policy. I agree with you on Kevin on that. But the one other thing that's funny, there's a little ongoing joke with my wife and me. When we first got married or not married before we were living, we lived together for a year or two before we got married. Yeah. I was living and uh, I had and, and she came over to my house and I was with my parents at the time, you know, I was like out of college or whatever. And yeah. we were moving. She's like, we're going to need a new TV, man. And I had a TV in my house and it was one of those like flat screen, but uh, big like tube TVs, you know, with a flat one, though. Right. Yeah. And, and I bought I bought that at Costco. Right. Yeah. And Costco is much like Nordstrom, man. Yes. They would take anything back, man. I had that TV for nine years. I yeah. had the receipt for it. I brought it back. They gave yeah. me cash for it. They gave me cash for my TV. I got like $300 back. 
my wife was so embarrassed she wouldn't go in with me. And I think they've changed that now at Costco. Like the Costco is like a 90 day warranty on like electronics, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because I guess people were buying TVs and they were what they were doing is they'd buy a TV for the Super Bowl. They'd yeah. use it for a Super Bowl party and then they'd return it. And yeah. Costco kind of caught on to that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Nordstrom's, Costco, excellent return policies, man. Yeah. So many people have taken advantage of them over the years i mean but, but see i think there's something to be said with that you know even with the north uh, the pat go back to the patagonia and the north yeah is like you know people people rely on that product and they do good because it's a quality product so if mm-hmm. you stand behind that people are gonna buy i mean like you, you think of quality with that and yeah i mean that's just one of the side hustles when you're a picker that you look for something like that and you do but um i, I mean i don't i don't think nordstrom's hurt by that or i don't think yeah. patagonia is hurt by that i just think it's part of their business model you know what i mean and yeah. I, I think it's done pretty well for them you know i mean i think they're making yeah you know, they'll take those returns back because like like the, the average stuff that they're selling is pretty high price so they're making Definitely. money so sure. and again i mean honestly if i'm gonna buy something and i like for me i'm a big fan of uh patagonia's duffel bags right they mm-hmm. got these three duffel bags because because of that return policy. So I'll throw yeah. down a little bit more money to buy that. And if something exactly. gets fucked up with it, I can take it back there. So, yeah. like, I mean, for me, I'm willing to pay a little bit more money to have that warranty and have that protection. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean that, that that's another little trick, you know, I mean, in terms of the vintage when you do the picking, doing stuff like that. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, so, and, and, uh, the other thing that's kind of funny and it's a, it's a fun one to see on Instagram right now is um, there's this uh, thing people do called bite, bite off the back or bite off the head where they'll see someone, mostly it's an OG, I'm talking about like old dudes wearing like, a, you know, in a sporting event or like a grocery store wearing like a, a really rare snapback that they've been rocking for like 30 years. And people go up to them and they try to buy it. They'll be like, oh, oh. buy that hat off your head, right? Right now, I'll buy that hat off your head for like a hundred bucks, you know what I mean? And see if they sell it. And I mean, I see people who say no and I see people who say, yeah. yeah. Um, I have people ask me at a couple of Giants games to buy my hats off my head. Um, oh. you know, they, they'd be like, Hey, I'll buy that hat off you. Where do you get that hat? I haven't seen that hat on one. So that's cool. I mean, that's all part of it. Right. I mean, like you can kind of wear it. So if you're, if you're into star Wars or you're into like Nintendo, I have a friend who's really into Legos. He's really into that. People don't see that you're into that, you know, but like if you're wearing like, you know, a Chris Weber Jersey and you know, it's a white one, people might know that. And it's yeah. happened to me at Warriors games before people like, Oh shit, you have the white one or you have the shrewdness Marshall on Jersey, like that kind of thing. <laughs> so, um, you know that's that's cool. That it's a conversation starter. It's a conversation starter for sure. Sam, all right. Any more questions, man? Uh, just for Jay, uh, tell everyone where they can find your stuff and all your socials and all that. If, if just to plug, yeah. Yourself. I mean, I think I think for me, what happened was during uh, COVID, I used to have a lot of this stuff in my personal account, right? And mm-hmm. my wife was like, I'm tired of you having all this. <laughs> like every time I look, you see you look at your feet, it's all vintage stuff. Like there's nothing from any of your family or friends or your, you know, your kids or anything like that. This is all vintage. So I kind of just took everything off my personal and started an IG page. Even And I started talking to the same people. At first they were like, who is this? And I was like, oh, this is, you know, Jay from, and they're like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's just uh, respect the past vintage at IG. So yeah. that's, that's where most of my stuff is. And, you know, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not a huge poster you know i'm a little bit older in the game for this um yeah. and my thing is i'm not really selling a lot i do sell some things i get a lot of people asking me about some of my stuff that i post um, mm-hmm. and if the price is right i'll sell it don't get me wrong but uh, most of the stuff is not for sale but um mm-hmm. I'll, I'll sell stuff once in a while in there and uh, you know a lot of people that i know are the people where i'm usually selling to anyway um yeah. but um i'm not a big social media person because again i don't really sell i'm more of a buyer um, but i do talk to a lot of people who sell 
I see a lot of the things that they sell and um, there's a whole community. So if you kind of look at the people I'm following, you can see different things. People are selling uh, specific things, whether it's uh, jerseys or, or hats or, um, mm-hmm. or uh, whatever, you know? Yeah. So. All right, man. Well, I uh, thank you so much for coming on and like breaking down the whole vintage um, um, apparel game to us. Like, there's so many levels to this, and we probably only just touched a little bit of it. Dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate you guys having on. I do listen to the podcast. Both of you guys are awesome. I think it's cool oh, that you started I that. that. Yeah, I, yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys have a good thing going there. I mean, thank you. I mean, it's just a little hobby for us because, like, you know, we don't. I mean, we work so much, right? Because like he's always busy um, teaching, and I'm always busy with the Warriors and stuff. So it's like the pandemic came on, and like actually we were planning this before the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and then and then right when the pandemic hit, it was like we had all this free time and of course we had to pivot to like doing it in skype and stuff like that get people on and stuff so i mean we're gonna keep keep it going to see how far it goes i mean maybe it blows up maybe it doesn't but i mean yeah the few people that um that like we know personally who listen to it they really appreciate like one of our coworkers, she listens to it she listened to it a lot in the um pandemic because it reminded her of being in the office yeah. with, uh, with all yeah. of us just talking yeah so. i've listened to it i got i got a little bit of a commute for my job so i drive about like 70 miles a day so I've, i throw a podcast on listen yeah. to it when you guys have them so it's always good to see a new one come out i know the last one i think you guys did was in like what july or something like that yeah. like august or something like that yeah it's a while yeah, back late, late, late july so that's, that'll be good. I'll look forward to this one, and uh, I'll be listening, and I'll be listening to the other ones you guys have coming up. All right, definitely, man. Right, I appreciate it. Thank you, man. We'll, we'll definitely throw some, um, throw your um, your socials up um, on on our on Spotify and on the different sites that host us, so mm-hmm. people yeah, I'll, I'll, check it I'll, out. I'll, I'll throw something up on my page too, just to let people to know us, and maybe we'll get some new new listeners for that. But uh, uh, thanks right. so much, Kev, man. I, I love Kev. Me and Kev are good, man. First yeah. time I met Kev. Man, I was like, this is my kind of guy. We got along yeah. pretty well, and we always got good conversations. So I'm always yeah, happy to come on. Uh, I love it. And um, good luck when you guys have some more guests on. I'll be listening. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. All, All right, right, man. Have a good day, man. See All you guys. Right, you Later. Thanks, Jay. All right, see you guys. Later. Okay, folks, that's it for today's episode of the Dis and Dap podcast. I'm Kevin. He's Maverick. Big thank you to Jay for coming on and breaking down the vintage apparel game. Check out his collection on Instagram at Respect the Past Vintage and give him a follow. Anything to say, Mav? No, I just want to say thank you to Jay. Thank you for sharing your wealth of knowledge about vintage apparel with us. Also, uh, giving us little tidbits about uh, some stores' return policies that we might be able to cash in. Um, <laughs> also, Jay, uh, I'm pretty sure you have a shitload of. Uh, you know memorabilia that you don't even have shown on your instagram so we would love to take a gander of that no well. you would love to see it i definitely would <laughs> yeah expect a couple of dms from me my guy you want him to um, not in a naughty way though in you want him to evaluate the stuff you have uh i mean i'm not gonna sell any of it but yeah uh-huh, that'd be okay. cool. all right all right yeah definitely reach out to jay on instagram at respect the past vintage Check out the episode of this podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and any other podcast network. We're on a bunch of them. All right, folks. Until next time. Peace out. Peace.